Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. T-Fury is the original pop culture t-shirt destination since 2008. You can snag their shirts for only 24 hours starting at midnight. Are you missing a shirt from the past and want to get it again? Maybe uh, a Knight Rider shirt with Kit the Car in it? Or maybe an old Dallas t-shirt? Head to the T-Fury Gallery where you could buy some old designs still in print and vote on others to come back from the dead. T-Fury shirts cover all your favorite topics and fandoms. And don't forget... The T-Fury After Hours Sale. If you miss the day's shirt by only a little, they keep the sale going into the wee hours of the morning just for you. Check out tfury.com. That's T-E-E-F-U-R-Y dot com slash Nerdist and see what today's shirt is all about. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome back to part three of our three-part Chugong trilogy. And if you're waiting for the cliffhanger at the end of this episode, you'll find out what happens in the final installment of the Chugong trilogy. We are back, and part of the reason we're doing this is because we are tired of never getting to any of our segments, and we're going to start off today's show. Please stop doing that. <laughs> Sorry. With that's the essential how I chant. I don't know why oh, that's, that's so weird. Chanting. We're going to start off this episode with the essential questions Early of human nature. differently. My chant is... Essentially, this is Essential Questions of Human Nature. Now, if you've never listened to the show before, please go back to part one of the three-part Chagong Trilogy. Uh, how how would a person even make that noise <laughs> in real life? Um, Tell me this, guys. Does it look grosser than it sounds, or does it sound grosser? It's than annoying it on so many levels. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to run a podcast, but does it does it I'm, look annoying? Okay, or does it sound right? 
it looks more annoying than it sounds. Is that true? Yeah. You'd you say it's, it yeah. sounds it's more annoying. It's a horrible than it experience. Oh. It's actually it's extra bad when you're trying to get off to a hot, tasty podcast People, beginning. Let's let's all and, promise to do that at one point. Let's and all. Your friend is doing at this some point. Like, B, it's an awful experience. Like just look at somebody and say the words that I'm hearing and the way you look is an awful experience. <laughs> Someone said to me the other day, they said, I had the weirdest dream. And I wanted to say, and I'm about to hear the most boring story about it. You know? I had the weirdest dream. Oh, really? I'm about to hear the worst story. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a good comeback, too, for, um, for the expression, uh, you had to be there. It's like, well, I, I wasn't there. So why did you tell yeah, me? Yeah. There needs to be a good comeback for that. We're gonna well, next time that. you think about telling the story, make sure the person was there. Mm. Yeah. And that's what you said. Oh, you could say, I was there. <laughs> I was there, and it was equally as yeah. boring. Yeah. <laughs> Essential questions of human nature. Um, is it wrong, is it cruel of me to play practical jokes on my children? Uh, as you know, I have a three, three-and-a-half-year-old. And uh, also a eight month year old uh, child. Do you ever say that? Do you ever go? Uh, they go. How old is he? Go about three, three and a half. <laughs> that'd be, we should start doing that. I'd say he's about three, three yeah. and a half. Yeah, maybe three and three quarters. We'll see. I told Chance that uh, we traded Win for an elephant. No, his youngest brother. And just briefly, I just thought it would be a funny thing. I thought he knew I was joking, and he looked at me like. He's like, but where would we put the elephant? That was his first question. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even think about his brother at first, which is human nature. He's like, but where will we put it? And I'm like, we'll probably keep it out on he the loves, beach or, or something. But I kept going. That makes it even worse. I kept going. I'm like, we well, might have put it in the garage. He's like, where will we put the car? So I thought that. But then I started to think it was cruel. So I stopped. What do you think? Well, what did he say when he stopped? I said, he finally goes, you're joking. And that's when, you know. And that I, was two and a half months I, later, I, I think. <laughs> and you had kept Wynn in the garage the whole time. Well, I, I went so far as to buy an elephant just to push the, uh, push the, the idea as far as I could. The, yeah. yeah, just to push as far as I could. Um, yeah, I don't think, you know, it's a tough thing. It's like you want to joke with them. I don't think there's any cruelty because he's not going to remember it. No. How old is he? About three, about three, three and, and a half? Three and a half, yeah. He's about four years old. So, you know, he's uh, being a kid who's almost five, five and a half years old. It's not too bad, yeah. Well, I don't think he's going to remember it. I think their memory just started. The cruelty is if you let it remain in their reality. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I mean, it's not – also, I want to call out, not to be mean, but that it's not a very good practical joke. It's not even a super funny joke. Just okay, objectively, like if you came to me, like hey, TJ, I went so far as to buy hey, an TJ, elephant. Hey TJ, I traded it in I traded your godson for a an elephant, and I would go, "No, you didn't." And you'd be like, <laughs> "Pretty good practical joke, though." <laughs> well, that's just the seen point. Chances face. That's just the point. the The stakes aren't as high when you're playing that on a three year old. Three and a half year old. That's true. You see what I mean? The stakes weren't as high. Now, look, I love being a parent. You know that. My favorite thing about parenting is is when they're both sleeping. I think that's the best part. It's the best part. Yeah, it's it's nice when they. My favorite. I, I know. You, I know. You know that I love being a parent. My favorite part of being a parent is not having had kids yet. <laughs> and the only illegitimate children I have live in a well in Nebraska. I'm gonna I'm gonna move along to practical living in the modern age because I have one. Well, I have an essential question. Okay, let's do this first, and then we'll. I have an essential question, and that is, why does Ryan – is he so quick to hit the buttons? <laughs> now, my essential question is, um, if a person doesn't like pickles and they're outspoken about that, 
Is that enough of a reason to stop being friends with them? Yeah. And I think it I, is. I think so. I'm, I'm getting serious. very tired of that. I'm yeah. fucking serious. I hate pickles. No, not, I feel that way about how, onions, too, How though. many people? But then, okay. I don't want to know about your... Lots of people hate onions. My thing is, if you don't like pickles, fine. Just refuse pickles when they're offered to you, right. which you is so rare. Explain. How often do you go to someone's house and they're like, you want a pickle? It just doesn't happen. You know I, I mean? hate pickles. When they actually say it like that. When they that. say like, oh, I don't like pickles. Make sure there's no pickles on my hamburger. It's like, you picky pickle motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. you picky pickle. So, and my thing is, if you don't like pickles, that says something about you on so many levels. It's like one, I can't, it's like people are like, I don't like ketchup. You're like, well then move the fuck out of the country. Like, what are you talking about? You don't like ketchup? I get, oh, I don't like tomatoes. I don't like onions. I understand. You don't like ketchup? That's like yeah. a person being like, I don't like cotton candy. Mm-hmm. You're like, look, you piece of shit. Okay. Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, shut your pie you do, hole. You do like shut cotton your candy. Shut your ketchup you just hole. can't talk about it. Let me look you in your eyeball right now and tell you to shut but your I, hole. I think you guys think I'm kidding. I'm serious. I'm not joking. A pickle Here's, is enough for serious. me to draw a line. Here's another reason for me. I'll draw a line if anybody says anything about any food and says such and such, I can't eat that, gives me gas. I don't know what gives you gas. I don't care what gives you gas. I don't want to hear about that. Don't tell people right. what gives you gas. You're right. You're right. And here's – and that's actually an essential I don't want to know it. I don't want to, I don't want to know. Here's an and I don't want to know when you've had gas. Yeah. If you're a stranger. I don't want someone to say the I have worse gas the right now. <laughs> you don't need to announce that. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're making it worse. You're You're making it worse. And and you also (laughs) certainly don't want to know when a person's about to have gas. Which is what they're saying. If they're eating and they go, oh, man, I should be eating these pickles. They give me gas. It's like, then don't do it. Yeah. And don't tell me and don't say it. I don't know. I'm different. You know, some of these guys. We don't want to hear about your gas, your dreams. You had to be there. None of that. I did. We don't want you to talk. I did. It's our podcast. That's a part of our trilogy. We've come to the conclusion we want no one else in the world to talk but us. And then we want to be a peaceful, loving guest. Uh, this jagong's really working. It's working. It's working well. Uh, I'll say this though: if you're gonna, the, the people have different opinions on this, and there's some guys who like to pass gas and talk about their gas mm-hmm. and make people smell their gas, mm. including their yeah. significant other. And then there's some girls. I mean, I don't know a bunch of them. I just dated one for over two years, but she's, you know, some girls will be like, oh, like you know, they'll like pass gas, and then they'll be like. Is there a duck in here? And you want to be like, no, bitch. You just fucking farted. Yeah. There's no fucking yeah. ducks no duck. in Los I Angeles. Here's the deal. Yeah. Stop farting in front of me. It makes me want to fuck you less. <laughs> and there are no ducks. Yeah. The worst thing you can do is pass gas, make me less attracted to you, and question if there are ducks in the room. That's, that, that's funny one time when your uncle says it to you on a ski lift chair. That's it. Then that's the duration of that joke you can't then go to the joke again when you're in your 30s as a woman and be like are there ducks in here no there ain't fucking ducks in here there's just you me and the thought of your asshole expelling gas which has now entered my mind against my will because you think it's somehow funny and is a replication of intimacy which you can't reach with me otherwise I mean come on guys violating what the good goddamn! violating me with your gas here's another I just wish one time that could happen and i could have been like you know what there are there's a family of baby ducks in here and then open the closet and there's baby ducks and then i kill each of the ducks in front of her that's a practical joke see i thought the elephant thing was good
love it. I want to be around it. How about this? When I happen to pass gas, I don't need it to be commented upon by whoever I'm with. It smells like someone. I don't need the description of how it smells to you. Okay? Let's just let it be. Okay? Sorry it happened. Okay? Open a window and be graceful about it. I don't need you to, like, express be classy. the description be classy. of what year it came from, like a fine wine. Be classy. Don't be gassy. I guess yeah. that's what we're saying. There we go. That's a TJ quotable right Here's there. Here's another one. Here's a real gross one. Okay. Is exactly what you're saying. And then someone says, uh-oh, somebody cut the cheese. Yeah. And you're like, dick face, it's not 1993. Nothing in here smells like cheese. It just smells bad, and soon it won't. So stop talking about food when someone passes gas. Yeah. What a weird one. Yeah, I know. I what know. if someone was like, wow, that's a real hamburger right there. Great. Thank you. So now next yeah. time I go eat a hamburger, I'm going to be like, remember that guy who called out gas pass? Ing? Yeah. There's very classy people that will bring up their gastrointestinal problems during dinner. Yeah, it's true. They'll tell they'll tell a story about food poisoning in India yeah, while like, you're eating I was with just, them. I had diarrhea coming people. out of all ends. Yeah, and you're exactly. like, get yeah. out of my please, house. Please don't say Leave that. my house. Oh, here's something you also could just go ahead and Thanks never. Thanks for using the salad fork. Yeah. Never talk again. Yeah. Here's here's something you, you should never say if we want to be friends with me, which I don't think anyone does <laughs> having listened to this podcast. I don't ever want to hear you say... Whoever dealt it, smelt it, dealt it. Yeah, you that's certainly don't want to hear someone that's say whoever dealt phrase. it, smelt it. <laughs> smelt it, dealt it. Either way, I don't want to hear it. No, it's not classy. And smelt is not a word. No, it's not. Such a weird decision to be like, we could ex- we could exhaust other options of things that rhyme, talking about whoever smelled the gas probably created it. <laughs> but instead, we're going to be lazy and be like, well, somebody dealt it. So whoever s- smelled it, nah, smelt it, <laughs> smelt it, dealt it. Smel- isn't smelting the process of like burning metal down yeah. into liquid? It's, it's yeah. insane. I smelting was, was egg, cooking eggs. In a I mean, there's way. so many other. Oh, was it really? <laughs> I don't know. Whew, smells like somebody cooked some eggs in here the wrong way. <laughs> some smelting going way. on in here. But it, why isn't there like a whoever, you know, did it? Played a practical joke on their kid. At- yeah, absolutely. So, Moving along to the practical living in modern age. <laughs> I love the. Yeah, in an absolutely. And I'm getting out of to. I need way, to get to. We bring you practical living in the modern age. Nobody wants this to be a four-part series. Okay, so we've got to get to all the topics. So here's a today. here's a practical living. <laughs> Don't talk about your gas. If you've got gas, don't be like, I don't feel. Don't talk about it. I don't, know. don't describe yourself yeah, as describe gassy. It. Yeah. Have you ever had someone do that? I'm really gassy today. I know. Nobody wants to hear that. No, I don't want to hear you it. You know what you are? You're really impolite I don't today, need to know really about your burps either. Yeah. I, don't want to, I don't want to ever hear anybody say, well, but who's my doing bur- that? that burp smelled like a fart. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people say that. Oh, and they'll warn you when it's coming your way, too. They're like, dude, oh my God. something wicked's coming your way. Oh I just burped and it smelled like a fart. Something That's wicked not, this way comes. Guys, you don't need that. Can we just don't need that during dinner. Just, I, I, or during a wedding all, No one's reception. ever said that, I don't think. But in a way, I think someone has. Like, to me. But the fact that I just imagine you with someone and they're like, whoa. Oh, whoa. That burp smelled like a fart. And you're just like, <laughs> go away. <laughs> Permanently. <laughs> what a terrible thing to say. Uh, my friend Nick Vatterot has a funny joke where he's like, my name is MC Kevin. Uh, and I'm here. 
my name is MC Kevin, and I've got a lot of heart. I've, I fart from where I burp, and I burp from where I fart. <laughs> so he's got a joke where it's not a joke, but it's something that he says in conversation to women when he tries to talk to them. Mm, that's I'm sure that's but, yeah. Um, Everyone has a different effective. method. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, just the the image of this guy going to fart. I'm delightfully aggressive with noise. women. Have I mentioned that? Delightfully yeah. aggressive. And I am charmingly abrasive. Yeah, delightfully aggressive. I'm I'm going to belong to practical living. Um, I figured out if you, I know you're about to have kids, and um, mm-hmm. well, I have a couple. Spread in some rumors here. Well, yeah. Um, I don't let your wife know how capable you are with the kids. This is the way you can kind of save yourself some work. Uh, I make it clear that I'm not quite trustworthy. Okay, here's what I do. I always do something a little bit wrong, just so that you know the responsibility isn't too great. Uh, maybe the kids will come back. Their diapers will be on backwards. Tell one maybe of them they'll that be they, like a, you traded their brother for an elephant. Maybe the, for yeah, the elephant technique, or maybe like one of them will be like have a ticket for like a drink ticket from a horse track or something. Um, you know, or maybe one will have like a police ankle bracelet. A drink ticket, you know, from maybe a, a police horse. ankle bracelet. Be, honey, it's really it'll be off in six months. But you have to do something so that they lack trust a tiny bit. Just enough so they're like, I don't think you can handle a full day with these two. So if any father's out there, because you want to be with your kids, but not for too long. You still want to have fun. Here's another one. I'll, <laughs> I'll piggyback that because I haven't really babysat for your children at all yet. Yeah. But you, the, one of the great ways. That won't ways, happen anytime soon. I was going to say. One, I was going to say. One of the great ways to get out of babysitting. Because a lot of people are kind of like, well, will you watch the kids while I'm gone? Will you babysit? We're going out of town. Great way to do that is to live as an alcoholic and a drug addict. <laughs> And drive way too fast and just generally present yourself as a very risky, dangerous person. You won't have to ever babysit. Yeah. Think how much time you save. I, the other thing you can do is the first time you babysit, show up not drunk because you don't want you don't want to be you don't want to be that guy, you know. But show up with a six pack of Red Stripe, but have two of the Red Stripe bottles missing or empty. Because then I always even say empty is a better way to never have to babysit again. Because mm-hmm. if you're holding a six pack and two beers are gone and you're kind of like, you know, you look a little tipsy, you're drinking one also. I should mention that when they open the door. When they open the door, you should have a beer in your hand. Two should be gone from the red stripe. I even, I would say, leave two empty red stripes in the six pack as like some fucking uber weird guy. Who shows up to babysit with a six pack of alcohol, but also recycles, is also going to use the bottles later to get more nickels for more beer. And maybe mention that. Be like, hey, listen, you guys, if you guys got any empties in there, I'll tell you where I'm taking them. I'm going to run to the fucking place tomorrow to get more malt liquor. Let's do this thing. Hell, you can pay me in empties if you got enough of them in there. Hey, what are you guys going to have for dinner? Yeah, that sounds delicious. <laughs> delicious. 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 Let's move along to something. It's it's a it's a segment that we like to call uh, "What Hurts." Cash and TJ intimately want to know what hurts. My, my voice hurts from all this chanting. Let's move it along to a section that we like to call. Uh, it's kind of a, a working title. Uh, some people like to call it uh, uh, Tweedalize. Until they uh, think of a better name for it. This is Tweedalize. Uh, there's other people that like to call it uh, uh, When the Tweets Have No Name. Mm. Mother Tweets Have No Name. Mother Tweets Have No Name. 
Some people, uh, just just one more. I just just want to get this out there. Uh, there are those that like to refer to this segment as uh, "I'm never gonna tweet again." Guilty tweet have got no rhythm, though it's easy to tweet and I know tweet you're tend. not a fool. I don't know if people use tweet tending. Never gonna tweet. He's again. not really tweeting. He's tweet tending. That was from Bane. Uh, Bane Jojovic. One of the more self-involvement double albums. <laughs> uh, that was he actually suggested that one. Bane did. I like that name, Bane. It's a good name. Um, in a, any event, it's a we've got some villain. tweets here, and uh, you you've been tweeting like a madman. I, I want to get people who love when you sing. You've been tweeting like a motherfucker, and the people that hate that part when you sing. Who tweeted it? Smelt I want to get them. I want to get whoever those two are, like two of those from the twelve and a half, and two that hate it. Yeah, and just have them sit in a room and debate. I'd like to have a show where people talk about whether or not you should sing on the podcast. <laughs> um, I get a lot. Some people seem to like it. Uh, just enough where I keep them. I'm deluded enough to to keep doing it. You seem to hate it. So, some people like it. You, no, you should no, read no, the no. tweets. I, I don't hate it. I mean, Ryan and I both sort of objectively know that it is not charmingly abrasive at all, but just simply <laughs> abrasive. Some people like it. Seriously, I would never. I know some people hate it, but some people actually like it. Well, here's the thing. To those of you that hate it, I identify with you, and we can be friends. <laughs> oh, jeez. And to those of you that love it, I implore you to come and see Cash's concert. Oh, God. Where he's performing live Over, at the L.A. Philharmonic. That's right. And he's doing just versions of songs in falsetto that have the word tweet in them or some word that sounds like tweet. And some songs that don't have words that sound like tweet. He tweet tend. That was them. a good one. Tweet tend was good. Though it's easy to tweet tend. You're going to argue with that one? No, I will. Of course not. That was a good one. I'm not even going to pretend to argue with that. You had a great uh, tweet here. Um and I felt so proud of you because you you rarely you know read you know, tweet so proficiently. I throw my cats a ball of yarn. <laughs> they throw me back a sweater. That's their work ethic. <laughs> I like that a lot. That was really good. I don't know about that. No, that's really funny, my man. I, I feel Thank embarrassed. I said my man. No, actually, uh, you know what? Like I, swear God, I swear to God, I swear to God, cop movie or something. I, I don't. Really God. embarrassed. No, 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 I just no. did that. I swear to God, when you said that, that's so funny. I mean, look how did, we were you were embarrassed. So no, you I was like, good? that's awesome. More people should be like my man, my man. Because okay. I felt really embarrassed. Show, we sometimes are like, I don't my feel man. But I don't feel like I'm man enough to say. No, it's not true. I'm not cool enough to do that. No, no. The end of a sentence, nobody does that. They should. You should be more like, that was a good one, my man. Like, I just, I really, it's so funny that you felt embarrassed and i was like good well i'll do it again at some point my man it did now not it work forced. then yeah now it, it felt forced, forced. I wish okay you, you, you had another great one the dolphin of this conversation is to add more marine life puns i mean the porpoise the porpoise of this conversation <laughs> that's funny that's a great that. marine life joke. I, I really know. think that's something that's... That one I thought I, I think that would be good on a birthday card. Really, if you think about it. It'd yeah. be good on a birthday card or maybe a, a anniversary card. Yeah, because it could have just been the porpoise of this conversation is to add more marine life puns. Oh, so you thought it, it became too it uh, wordy. It, well, no, it was funnier to say the dolphin of this conversation. It was funny. It was funny. Uh, I want to read a couple of yours. Okay. Uh, you said the confetti blower at the Sucre... Why am I having a problem? The confetti blower at the Sugar Bowl had an itchy trigger finger. 
Yeah. They, okay. So hold so, on. Hashtag yeah. death by confetti. <laughs> I gotta say, I love the idea of somebody accidentally killing another person with a confetti gun. Yeah, that would be an interesting way to die. The confetti it, death. It really seemed. This is so great. I just love this because it yeah. seemed like you got so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> That may have Over happened. the course of like many, many days. There was a few days in a row where I think you guys, I was... You tell, you, of the 12 okay. and a half, you tell me which of these you okay. think is Cash just getting so drunk. I partied so hard That's over good. the vacation. That's good. That's because good. Because I, I was doing... I was staying home. So I was like, the only way you can relax is to party. I really That's was... so good. Yeah. It's a, it was a good idea. It's a good idea. You have to do it. And then if you have no friends to party with, you start tweeting. It's the point of it. Well, that's... You know? I mean, I tweeted last night in the middle of the night because I was like... Sad, and I wish. Oh wait, there are thousands of people I can say hello. Yeah. to. Yeah. Twelve thirty thirteen. So tell me, because I kind of read these, and I was like, "Oh, this is a real progression. This is an accurate portrayal of okay. Cash getting drunker and drunker over the course of a week." Okay. Or just partying more. Yeah. More. On uh, right before New Year's, you said, "Wow, these donuts tasted horrible." In quotes, another thing no one has ever said. Which I think is You can't true. get a bad donut. Yeah, no one's like, ugh, these are terrible donuts. Someone goes, you haven't been to Dunkin' You've Donuts. You've done it? But you have you? That's well, tough to... Jelly well... Interesting, because he talks about Listen that. Listen to this tweet. But I will say, I think if you say it... That's just a choice of donuts. If you say a donut is You've terrible, then you're a hipster. Yeah. That's what I say. I so, hate pickle donuts. I mean... I don't like that, donuts with pickles. That, gives that, me gas. <laughs> If that's oh, something said, wicked this way comes. That's that's. I just burped. It smells like a fart. <laughs> exactly. That's it smells like a pickle fart coming your way. That would be the huh? monologue of a person that we would hate. I love it. This burp smells <laughs> like a fart of their own burp. This burp smells like someone else's fart. Are they talking about their own? I hate uh, them. All right. So wow, these don't say horrible. Another thing no one has ever said. His next tweet, Ryan, was, don't ever think about putting jelly inside my chocolate. Yeah, because it's a surprise that you don't want. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag rude awakening. <laughs> what? That is so weird. First of all, I just for the first time realized that this is the most pointless part of your show. Yeah. Is that we're reading things that everyone can read on their own and then being like, yeah. No, because like, the tweets are so bad they don't sign up. You this, know? They don't they don't want to. This is follow. the double album of us. Of <laughs> this us is double album. The, you know what this is? This is the drum solo. So now I want to know. Now I want to know. <laughs> this is the nine hour drum solo <laughs> of the double album. Of the second part of the drum. Yeah. Oh, God. We're such or a. Or the sad. instrumental start part that starts the second why album. You guys listen to us. Yeah. I'm so appreciative. Yeah, we are. So so, really now are. let's stop and yeah. just ask, where the fuck did you find jelly inside of your chocolate? Yeah, no. Because uh, you're not talking about a donut. No, I'm not. I, I bought April is... some chocolates and I and I was going to, and I was, ate one of them and it had jelly inside of it and I didn't know that. It was it just, <laughs> it stunned me. It stunned me. I'm like, what is this? A peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Like, I didn't know what it was. I'm like, what the fuck? I oh almost my screamed. God. My earphones are coming out. The idea, screamed. the idea... Of you for a moment being like... Then I openly wept. What is this? A peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Like you forgot... You forgot that you were yeah. eating chocolate because yeah. you were like, this is so jarring. It was horrible there experience. Jelly Why would you <laughs> surprise someone with jelly in there? That's a bad practical joke. That's much worse than an elephant. elephant one, At least yeah. an elephant in a garage you can see. You're right. You hand it to your kid. Plus, you that's go, some Here, commitment. This is just chocolate. At least baby ducks coming out of the closet. That's I mean, funny. Imagine if a child 
we, you hand a child, you go, this is chocolate. And they'd had chocolate before. And then they bit into it and there's jelly in it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of imagining an adult doing it. It is very charring. You know what? You could ruin, you know what? You could, you could, that could be the way that you do dieting. You put jelly inside all chocolate and then people would hate chocolate because they think or, it comes with there. jelly. Here's they would think it comes the with the jelly. Here's practically living the modern yeah. age. Let's put jelly in everything that you shouldn't eat. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? You can imagine biting into a piece of cake and just filled with jelly. (laughs) Why is this so funny? Uh, I I, I wish we could examine why. Why are we all laughing? I mean, not all the twelve and a half are laughing, but why are we laughing at the idea of jelly inside cake? Why? Who would have thought to put that in there? What do you need to do to chocolate? Why are you trying to add to it? (laughs) Why is there anything? Oh, it's not good enough. And also, put jelly inside of it and surprise people with it. (laughs) That'll be a, it's a cruel sure. practical I got, joke. I got an idea. There's thousands of things we can put in chocolate. We can put in almonds, which are delicious. We can put in toffee. We've done yeah. all these things. Here's what I think we should do. Let's In this chocolate, let's put the thing that has the grossest, most viscous <laughs> consistency yeah. possible. What do you want to put in there? Ejaculate? No, no, no. <laughs> Jelly, which is sweeter, but much more disgusting in terms of texture. Unbelievable. I mean, I love that. I also yeah. love the idea that you bit it and... Because the beginning of the moment of biting, you're right. like, delicious gonna be chocolate. Great. And then the surprise of the jelly is, as you hashtagged, a rude awakening that this is no longer just chocolate, but there's something else in it. Did you for a moment not know what it was? Yeah, no, I was I was stunned. I, I Really, <laughs> most people's reaction. I didn't even know it was possible. This that is that the could even, I didn't this know how they would get that the in the trilogy. There. This no. was the shocking conclusion. Yeah, this is, this is the cliffhanger answer. Back. Yeah. <laughs> The shocking conclusion <laughs> to, to Chagong Trilogy. Now, I think most people have the same response. Who the fuck put this here? That's what they think. But I'm asking, when you bit in, were yeah. you like, what is this? Is this jelly? Or were you like, why is there jelly Yeah, you in have to chocolate? look at it. You're like, what did they do to this? Oh, so you even were like, what is in here? What did I just taste? Yeah, but it was I, sweet, so it's not bad. But it's gross. Like, what if it was a sweet I thought it was like from maggot's the... nest? I thought it was like some sap from a, a pine inside tar. of a tree. It was, it was I thought it was pine tar. tar. <laughs> I thought it was straight, straight pine tar. Straight. Yeah. You know what? I don't like pine tar in the fucking chocolate. I eat my pine tar straight. Uh, I like it straight. That's straight fucking pine tar. That's another way of saying that's a burlap sack full of bullshit. It's, you just say, <laughs> I think that is straight pine tar, you fucking jelly-filled chocolate motherfucking piece of shit. Uh, then, 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 then this is, we, God, we got, this is... It's weird I have no Twitter, Twitter followers because I am such a just no, really, no, you're not. I tweet so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You only have tweeting. you only have almost four thousand. I love followers. tweeting. I don't mean that you're the four thousand that are with me. I appreciate it. So I'm not. So let's see if he let's see if he gets to the point where um, let's see if he gets, you want to find out how yeah, drunk I got. Let's see if he gets drunk. Okay. So now we're talking about jelly inside of his chocolate. Right, so which, I'm getting more. By drunk. the way, yeah. I had to ask on a po- on your podcast mm-hmm. if. Like how that happened. Yeah. Okay, but that's just a tweet. Right. Next tweet. I've decided to visit Spatoinkerville tonight. Who's in? <laughs> Next tweet. Do you see the city lights of I'm gonna read it here. <laughs> Do you see the city lights of Yonderland yet? Run away. Run from the light. <laughs> As if you told somebody. Last time I've told somebody run from the light, I think I was quoting Indiana Jones. <laughs> I.e. I've never said run from the light. Next tweet. The confetti blower at the Sugar Bowl had an itchy yeah. trigger finger. Does by confetti. Then he retweeted a guy that we love, Sean Comets. 
uh, at SeanComments.com with a Z. I'm a minimalist to say the least. True or false? Or did I just overdo it? Amazing. I like that. So funny. Then, like a day later, he's still in it. I spent most of this holiday in Spatoinkerville. (laughs) Should I be concerned I'm receiving my mail there now? You became a resident. I That's did. what you're saying. I really got I, wasted I, I was a lot. so drunk, I did a change of address to a fictional place to describe next week. Thanks to everyone for all the nice birthday wishes yesterday. I wish I was invited to that party. I saw the city lights of Yonderland, but woke up in Spatoinkerville. You literally passed out yeah. in the place that you saw how shit-faced you were going to be. Clearly, well, from, for, from, clearly, you made it to Yonderland. From, no, 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 one's ever made it no one's ever made it there. I think you made it to Yonderland. It's land. so weird when people claim that you were so drunk. That's death. That you, you ended, can see the you city ended up back in Spitoinkerville. You know how it works. You can see the city lights of uh, Yonderland just past Spitoinkerville. But when you see the city lights, that's when you pass out and you black out. Now, that's what happened to me out on the beach. I don't night. know. Or, I did, or, did you, I, or did you black out and go to Yonderland and you don't remember it? Mm, and then you found your way back shit-faced and woke up in Spitoinkerville. Mm. And what it is is nobody's ever been to Yonderville. Land, Yonderland. Yonderland. Yonderland without blacking out. One funny thing was there were a couple of replies to those. My, one of my favorites was someone was very distressed that I spelled Spitoinkerville wrong in one of the tweets. I actually now, I if you're God, in Spitoinkerville. I thought that you said that. I, I was in, like, is this spelled right? And it's like, it's in, a fictional if word. If you're in that. Spitoinkerville, number one, it's a fictional word. Number two, if you're in Spitoinkerville, you shouldn't be able to spell it correctly. Okay. That's number one. Number three, I'm a lot of people. For that. That's so yeah, true. A lot that, of people, that's yeah. like axiomatic. Yeah, and a lot of people out there, by the way, are claiming they've been to Yonderland. That's just not possible. You wouldn't remember it. So anyway, that was a section we like to call a tweetalize. It's a working title. We're going to move along to tiny opinions, and then we're going to do a bunch of maskers. Though they are in fact normal-sized men, they have tiny opinions. I think you're going to agree with me on this. Everyone, uh, everyone volunteers the fact that their dog is a rescue dog. It's a rescue dog. It's not just, this is my dog. I love this already. No, it's a rescue dog. No, you didn't rescue it. You didn't pull it out of a burning building. This dog is rescuing your image of yourself so that you think you're a good person. But this dog rescued you more than you rescued it. No one, you didn't rescue this dog. And I'm getting sick of hearing that. You went to a shelter and you literally picked out the cutest dog. Exactly. How fucked up is that? That's like a fireman running into a house that's on fire, (laughs) looking at all the babies that are in the house and going, I like this one. And then only saving that one. And then all the other babies die. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's like, maybe other firefighters will come. In the meantime, every time I introduce my son, I'm going to be like, this is Tyler. He's a rescue child. <laughs> this is the dog that survived my choice. Yeah. All the other dogs are still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly How about right. that? It's so weird. It's really it's, weird to volunteer it's weird, that. It's weird, too, to be like, these are my kids, and this is our dog. It's a rescue. I, You shouldn't do it, but I would recommend at some point in your life, if someone's an asshole and they say that, go, well, why didn't you adopt kids? Right. I guess well, that's I think, the end of that conversation. I think adoption should be called rescue kids. <laughs> that's what we're learning here, right? These are rescue kids. These are my rescue kids. Yeah, you're right. You know, when you say this kid is adopted, you're not talking about how you're just saying this is not my child. When you talk about a rescue dog, you're sort of the word rescue in it implies that you did something, that the dog was in imminent danger, and that you saved the dog. Yeah. Then meanwhile, we're like, I adopted this kid 
from another family. It could be the same fucking thing, but yeah. nobody's like, yeah, this is my rescue child. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's so peaceful. It's Can just we say rescue for other things? Hmm. You know, if I if I find a bottle of malt liquor in the trash and I'm drinking it because it's half done, is this my is this my rescue beer? This is my rescue malt liquor. I rescued this malt liquor. What are you doing in Spitzinkerville? Rescuing people? Yeah, I'm res- rescuing alcohol here. That's um, how I adopted one of my kids. I rescued an alcoholic from Spitzinkerville. <laughs> We're gonna move along. We're gonna finish because I want to get to mass. I have a tiny opinion. Okay, okay. Here's my. What do you got? Opinion. What do you got? You're not right. I want everybody to take a moment and hear what I'm telling you. You're not necessarily right. And if you live your life knowing that, it will be much better than if you live your life thinking I'm definitely right. If you approach every conversation, every situation, every type of interaction with, you know what, I'm not necessarily right. This person may be right, or maybe this way of looking at it is right, or maybe this sort of belief system and life is maybe right. I don't know that mine is necessarily right. It will immediately change your entire life. I think you're totally wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You mean I'm not necessarily right? Oh, too perfect. All right, that's it. I I agree. I know what you're saying. That's my tiny opinion. That's it. No, I I know what you're saying. No, I just we want to say one thing. No, but I want to say one thing. I don't think you're right it. to talk about it. I do think, I do I think there's one thing I do want to say idea. about it. So, uh, the, re- recently, I've had some arguments with people where it takes me till I get home to think about it. And I think, I, I think I might have been wrong. Like, you know, like it takes you a while sometimes because you don't go in with that thought process of, the, of what you just said that I might, I'm not necessarily right. You always just think you're right. And then you think about it, and about you know an hour we or two later, think, sometimes we always you're think like, oh, right. you know what? That person had a point. In fact, there's a lot of gray area with this discussion. So I think that's a good point. You know, that's all. It takes a while. It takes a while sometimes to realize that you know there might be a different perspective. So um, we're going to finish up with masks. For instance, a lot of people. Yeah. Let me just say this, and I'm sorry I keep harping yeah. on, but this is, I think, a real part. I because. It's okay to kind of put forth a maxim and say, I think this is the right, you know, even then. I I don't necessarily know if it's right to approach every situation with the sort of maxim of I'm not necessarily right. What I do know is that in my experience, it's been really helpful because I – a lot of people don't know this and a lot of people don't do it. But I actually – I fuck until I truck. And so what I'll do (laughs) – I don't see what's so – Anyway, I, I will I I fuck until I truck. So I will fuck long enough and hard enough to get a class C license. I start with sort of lower end halls, tri state area, and then I'll go back to fucking. And I will actually fuck until I do national long haul tours, trucking. And you know, some people I, I just think it's a thing. It's like some people will truck until they fuck, and I think that that's part of you know a lot of truckers do that. I think a lot of people are just. They'll sort of truck a terrible relationship, you know, until they're able to fuck. Are you more into the fucking or the trucking? I got to say, I think they go hand in hand for mm. me. Can't so do if, one without the other. Well, for the me, chicken, the I'm not going to stop fucking until I truck. Mm-hmm. Don't so, stop fucking until you stop trucking. <laughs> but do you know, what you're saying? Yeah. Well, and I'm saying, and then I, I only stop trucking when I'm fucking and I'm sort of always fucking. So in that way, I'm kind of always trucking. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, well, I'll let that sit. There's something I've been meaning. I, I'm going to let that sit for a while. 
I hate myself. This may, maybe is more of a practical living while we're on a, a, a real extreme roll here. But um, give people interesting compliments. Here's one I've been given lately. And I'll give it to you right now because I noticed this about you, TJ. And I mean this. I love how at the end of your legs uh, you've got feet like on the on the bottoms of your legs on both yeah, sides on both legs. And I, I just I just think it's I like that about you. You know, I gotta say, here's something that I like. I've never met someone who has arms and hands <laughs> in quite the way that you do. Yeah. Because a lot of people I meet, ah, they're nice people. They yeah. only have hands. They just yeah. have hands on Without their shoulders. The, right. That's so ineffective. I like people with both. Yeah. yeah. I like people who have arms and hands. You know, if you have arms and you don't have hands, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just when you have hands and you don't have arms. I just think it's so weird. Yeah. So I like that about you. That it's you're harder not- without the arms to do the uh, trucking without the fucking. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, imagine trying to drive a car if you just had hands attached to your shoulders. Yeah, You'd be, be like really a little difficult. velociraptor really taxi driver. In. You yeah. have to really lean in. We're going to finish up with maskers. We, we, we've tried to... Like oh. 85% of superheroes, this is maskers. This, we, uh, TJ, we've been getting these nice notes from people about, you know, we tend to help people's, you know, change people's lives every episode. And, then every and every 10th episode, we actually really ruin a life. So we get some letters here. From people about how their lives have changed, uh, you know, by listening to the show. Um, Kenny Mitchell writes, uh, I've learned to never discuss my taste in podcasts with people who I wish to remain friends with. Hmm. Did you did you hear that one? Yeah, but I'm wondering. <laughs> well, the reason I said hmm is like it isn't really a question. I no, but that's, yeah, that's because, what they've learned. Well, here's my thing, though, is that maskers. Oh no no! This this wasn't a master. It's about question. asking. Okay, the masters. This was it's not about wearing a fucking mask or what you've learned about when you should wear a mask and not wear a mask. In this case, he's talking about masking his real opinions to maintain a friendship. It's not about fucking masks. It's about asking the masters. We called it maskers. It doesn't make sense to call it askers. Uh, that is even then. There's no master in the whole thing. What do we just call it? Asters. That might as well be. We might as well be telling people we're passing gas. We're the asters of our universe. Um, so yeah, I heard that one. Well, that wasn't a real maskers. Okay. So, well, then I want to apologize yeah. because I think I went a little over the top in terms of how I felt about. It. I think I may have overreacted. We, we were doing this before the maskers. Just just trying to you know read a few of the nice things people have written. Um, you know, what they've learned from the show. It was sort of a new twist on the maskers I wanted mm, to try out. Okay. Yeah, so what's the uh, next one? What else did somebody say that was nice? Uh, someone says, I've learned to, uh, my mushroom tip was flaccid before you guys came on. Now I constantly have an erect tip. Thank you, fellas. I, that that's, feels good. That's not that even a from, question. Uh, that was that's from Jesse Wilson. In this, no, no, this, this part Jesse Melson should be saying, Jesse Wilson. Hey, this one. Yeah, well, Jesse Wilson should be saying, what do you think about the fact that my tip is always erect? Instead of talking about masks, it's not <laughs> about masks. He's masking a flaccid penis yeah. by having this was a, whole a different... tip that is very hard. It's frustrating to me. I don't understand it. It's the it's ask the masters, maskers. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, I. 
I'm going to be at Flappers February 7th and 8th. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I like it. If you want to avoid this situation where I get interrupted all the time. Okay. I'm joking. Uh, come check me That's out. It's only going to encourage February 7th and 8th, Burbank Flappers. You have some dates coming up, too. I dare every single person you have a big tour to go up. to Cash's show. You have a big tour coming up. Go to Cash's show. Go to my show if you're in L.A. And if you're heckle, not in L.A., go to TV show. with maskers. So ask him, the master, about these things. If you're in Los Angeles and, and Burbank, February 7th and 8th, come see me at Flappers. If you're anywhere else, go caravan out and see TJ. He's well, all over the, the country. Well, this is the fun of it. I'm so, I'm so sorry you know, that you have to listen to it. But how often do I do a national tour? It's just in February and the beginning of March. Guys, let's start with January 24th in, at Cobbs in the Dark Room as part of the San Francisco Sketch Fest. Um, then we're talking about, then we're really getting into it. Then we're talking about, I've got a physical at the Westside Health Clinic on Sawtell <laughs> Boulevard. I've great. got an MRI at 8705 Gracie Allen Drive. And right. both those dates are January 30th. Are you feeling okay? January 31st and February 1st, Wise Guys Comedy Club in Salt Lake City, Utah. Great uh, club, great jo- club. Johnny D's on February 6th in Somerville, Massachusetts, close to Boston. Guys, Pure Nightclub. Saturday, February 8th. It's a corporate. You can't come. It will be purely a nightclub. There's no comedy. It's just me dancing fucking hard. <laughs> February 9th it's at Helium Comedy Club. It's just him fucking and trucking. It's just me fucking until I truck. It's some serious fucking and trucking. February 9th, Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia. February 11th, the Club Cafe in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. February 12th, Nick's Funny Stop Comedy Club. On the sign, it says, we're famous for our wings. Specials on Thursdays and Fridays. Also comedy. So that's a really – that's a sad thing for a comedian to do, to go to a venue where the wings are more famous yeah. than the fact that they have comedy. Yeah. Woodlands Tavern, Columbus, Ohio, February 13th. The Pike Room, Pontiac, Michigan, February 14th. The Firebird, St. Louis, Missouri, February 15th. God damn it. Well, here we go. February 16th, you're going, why aren't you in Des Moines, Iowa? I am at the Funny Bone Comedy Club. February 19th, a taping at the Meltdown Comedy Club in Los Angeles. I hate to say it, but the venue is TBD on February 21st in Iowa City. So just Iowa. wander the streets. Walk around and wait till it's determined. February 26th and 27th, that's when we go 303. And I don't give a fuck who don't smoke weed, but we got to get down. Y'all are in serious need. February 26th, Fox Theater in Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> That's the equivalent Colorado. of my man at the end of a summer. February 27th, the Gothic Theater in Denver. My man. The El Corazon, February 28th in Seattle, Washington. March 1st, Portland, Oregon. The Star Theater. March 2nd, Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco, San Francisco. It's, it's not a state. It's a city within another city. Monday, March 3rd, the New Parish in Oakland, California. And then on March 9th, the seizures that I had for my arteriovenous malformation will celebrate their fourth anniversary as having attempted to kill me and not being able to. And that is March 9th. And then March 10th, I'm going to kill myself with a golden shotgun with diamond bullets in in lieu of the $10 million that I took in lieu of having a <laughs> tiny penis and living eternally. Um, I, is that going to be Thank off a billboard? I thought our plan was to fall off a billboard together. We're going to do that too, but okay. I want to shoot myself as it happens. Aaron, uh, Aaron writes, I survived an AVM like TJ. Uh, and it's been rough. 
picking up the pieces since. The last year I've had a shit job with a long drive to work because I was fired from my last job due to the AVM, essentially. Last June I got into podcasts and instantly found cashing in. I went back and listened to every episode on the way to work or on lunch when I tried to avoid my weird tea party coworkers who treated me like shit. Let me tell you something about those guys. They can suck all of my tiny dicks eternally <laughs> because – if you have weird tea party coworkers, just keep bringing up like, so when do you guys have tea? Because you're always talking about it, and I don't see you. You're drinking mostly coffee. When is the when is the party? When is the tea? It was my solace and escape from that shit job. Plus, if TJ can be this successful after his AVM, it gives me hope. Because you don't get rid of it. You live with knowing you have it even after you get better. Yeah. Uh, in quotations, get better. A week after before Christmas, when I lost this job, it was just as I f- had finished the backlog of podcasts, funny timing. You guys made rough times a lot less rough by always making me laugh and smile. So this is nice. And I just Who's thought that? I'd read Make a couple of What's her name? Her name's Aaron. So Aaron, I, 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 I just want to say, nice. I just want to say that I was lucky because my AVM was removable and they embolized it and removed that golf ball size part of my brain. But a lot of people don't have that. And I met someone in Kansas City who had had an AVM and traveled, I think, four to six hours. I can't remember. I mean, you know, just like Cash's kid is between three years old and three and a half or five years old. They drove a, a while to get there and she just said, you know, I had this AVM. I didn't think anybody else had had it. It was a lonely feeling to not know that I had it. And we sort of discussed it and went through it, and it was so great. And it's a weird thing. It's like I didn't – you know, I'm not a guy who's like, I'm going to be the champion of the arteria of venous malformation. Let's bring awareness to it. But it's just the fact that people listen and talk about it is amazing. What's more amazing is that you <clears throat> had an experience that we all have, which is having shitty jobs. And having to get through them and being fired or just dealing with a very – with a suffering American economy. And then the last thing is I love that you think that I'm successful when I've made so many <laughs> terrible <laughs> movies and television shows. I love that. I think that's so nice. Yeah. And thanks for – So my thing is I would say don't uh, – you already are successful. Is that that that's that's been my big sort of thing lately is people go, well, how do you know when you've made it? And I'm like, I know you'll never make it because you just said to me, how do you know when you make it? Because it's not a real thing that you don't mention how much you hate pickles. That's a win. That's a win. That's That's a a victory. Uh, Ross North at Ross Beachmont writes, what's the best wrestling move to to use in a fight? I know I didn't say that. What is the best? You're the only move? one not drinking right now. I know. And what you is just the best? Said, what's wrestling? the best wrestling? Move? I'm getting a little tired. What's the <laughs> best wrestling move to use in a fight? Now I've written down some of the wrestling moves. Let me give you some choices, TJ. Please. Uh, there's a there's a, a move called uh, tie ups. Okay. Okay. That's not a, a great name for a wrestling. Move. I don't think so. It's like that's where you get your opponent really high and or just blow marijuana in his face. Tie-ups. Ah, the t- it's called tied ups. Yeah, okay. tie ups. Sure. There's the bear hug. That doesn't seem very scientific to me. <laughs> I can picture a coach going, "Put him in a bear hug. Sit on his face." <laughs> like that doesn't seem scientific. The bear hug. Bear hug's a weird one where it's like, is it more affection or is it more of a warrior move? Mm-hmm. 
even if you're trying to take them down, mm-hmm. you're still hugging them. Yeah, really true. hard. There's like, have you ever done a real, real bear hug? Because every time I do, right before the person suffocates to death, I can't help but go, "I love you." <laughs> There's the Peterson, which I think is interesting because there's someone named Peterson that did the first, did it the first time, right? He did the first, and they were like, "We're going to call it the Peterson. This is going to stick." And no one knows that original guy still. And also, right? nobody knows the move. What's the move? Uh, I don't know. I've never heard of the fucking Peterson. I've never heard of it in my life. You know who? You know what Peterson means to me? That's my accountant. Yeah, he'll these come are over real. The, he'll come over the ferret sometime. Yeah. <laughs> That's a callback to episode part. one. Three part. This episode, we're calling back episode one, episode three, two. I can't even say three. This is a I trilogy to be dealt with. I back episode three in episode three. If so you we're listen just talking this, about things from earlier in the If you listen episode. to this episode first, you are an a-hole. A-hole sour. You made a terrible mistake. You might as well be passing gas and saying your burps smell you like farts. You might as well put jelly in your chocolate. <laughs> You are an a-hole. Come on, go back and listen to all three. It's is vital. that another one? Just say, hey, come on, don't put jelly in my chocolate. Yeah, this you, know, is, you say that to people? Hey, know, buddy, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, don't put jelly in my chocolate. I'm trying to fucking, I'm trying to live here. You know with the, with the musicians, they sometimes the, have the, uh, the essential Oreo Speedwagon. You yeah, know, like yeah, they have the essential. True. This is the, this trilogy is the essential cashing in with TJ yeah, Moore. I think that's right. Like, is, is, is it really essential you listen to Oreo Speedwagon? Like, is I mean... I guess we really do have too much in our lives so, now. Yeah, if you think that's you essential, to, yeah, you have the, to say, you, things are good when you, when it's essential. You get the area speedway. Say though, the essential Michael Jackson. Is There's the uh, right on, the hip know. heist. There's a, a move called the hip heist. That's literally where you steal, you steal someone's, someone's hips. You steal their hips. There's the grandbaby. I've done that with a couple of women. They come back. They go, Jesus Christ, my stomach's on my thighs. <laughs> There's. <laughs> Sometimes I like him more than everyone else does. <laughs> There's the grand. Why is it so funny to imagine a man with uh, hands in, with no arms, so just yeah. hands coming out of his shoulders, and a woman with no hips, just her torso <laughs> laying on her fucking thighs? It's worth every penny, guys. This is why we can't live eternally. We need uh, to cherish these moments. There's a grand B, which sounds like a drink or a, maybe a. A fruit bar? I don't know. Granby sounds Granby. like he just he asks his old grandfather to yeah. come in and take down Granby? his opponent. Granby, come on in here and take him down and heist his hips. There's the the cradle. <laughs> what the about cradle? The, what about that the, sounds very loving. What too. about the hip hoist? The hip hoist, not Instead the hip of hoist. You just hoist a person up by well, the. That's hips? a misunderstanding wrestlers often has. The the coach will yell, "Give him the hip hoist," and like I thought you meant the hip hoist. Yeah, that's and how you just hoist him up the, into the air like yeah, Disney on ice. Uh, here's my favorite. Riding the leg. That's an actual move. Riding the leg, God, which I think is so very gross. close to being called hump the can, leg. Can we just hold on and just... Hump his leg. What like was the first close. thing you imagined? I just imagine a guy passed out in the middle of the ring from a nut, from maybe the hip heist. And then the other guy, while the the referee is like going like, one, two. He just sort of <laughs> quietly gets on his leg and just starts fucking... Riding just, the leg. Yeah, just humping it. <laughs> It's like, yeah, buddy, this is what I do. This is what winners do. All right, here's the last one. I mean, I, there's a lot of them that I didn't even get to, but check this out. There's one called the guillotine. Now, I don't, did they use that in high school wrestling? Isn't that kind of serious? Put them in the guillotine. Like, if you were like a father watching your son wrestle and you heard that, wouldn't that what upset is the, you? What is the, I don't know what, what any it? of these are. Oh. Well, these perfect. are all real. These are all real wrestling. Well, perfect. Moves. Then we'll know exactly which one to choose as the best wrestling move because we only know <laughs> to the use names. In a fight? 
Which one would you use in a fight just based on the name? Ooh, the ankle pick. The hip hoist. The hip hoist? Or the hip heist. I'll take that I'll take those fucking hips. The you low, never see there's a again. low there's a double leg takedown. Sometimes when I do a heist of someone's hips and I have enough time and there's no police that are ahead of the, the way, I'll go, take me to the vault. <laughs> so I'll, I'll heist the hips, but I'll say, I want in the vault. And you all know where that is. And then I go in there and I get the real treasure. I would... <laughs> I would ride the leg. I'd ride the leg. I'm not, I'm not above riding the leg. Of course you would. I would hump someone's yeah, just leg. Just jumping down on it. I would ride with my chafed, battered, Here's the weird completely one. disfigured penis. Imagine it. Is it if, if it's not while the guy's on the ground, then are you doing it while he's a, like... Standing up? Is it a weird dog thing where you just know. fucking hump his leg until he gives up? Because uh, I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a dog has humped my leg. I've been like, you know what? I can't stop telling you to cut it out. Like, you can have this. This <laughs> leg is your woman for tonight. This is the last one. We're going to do one more, and that's it at the end of our trilogy. Well, then we need to talk about one more thing. Derek Vicarus writes at Vicarus Derek, when do you least want to hear, she's got a great ass? <laughs> I love heat. During a right. call out colonoscopy, colonoscopy. Do you want to hear that least during a colonoscopy? It's a weird one if it's your or, own because that dude. means a guy's giving you a colonoscopy and he's looking at some She's other got a great ass. <laughs> She's got a great ass. Or your dad. Kermit the Frog here. Or a dad on your wedding day. Those are the two choices. I take. I would take the dad on the wedding day over the colonoscopy. I just don't want to get a colonoscopy. So, yeah, wedding day would be the best time right, to hear. To me, the colonoscopy is like, what are you, first of all, either you're looking at another woman's ass, or I didn't even explore this, or he thinks you're a woman, <laughs> and he's talking about you in the third person. So he's literally in yeah. your colon going, she's got a great ass. That can, like, yeah. I'm yeah. not a woman. I'm not a woman. Stop talking about my stop ass. So it's wrong on two levels. It's, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. the one. Did you have one last thing you wanted to tell us? Yeah, I did. You know, I, this is so interesting. Well, it's not that interesting, but it's, I think, worth mentioning. So it's so nice to for you to read these things. And we were talking about it. Yeah. We really read all the things that you send us. And it's so it's just incredible that things have helped people and gotten people by. And I want to tell a weird story about how a podcast fan did that for me. So it was after I got in this terrible breakup and then and I went into the blue period as we call it. The blue period. And I went into the Bel Air, which is a hotel where you can sort of recede slowly into, you know, a hidden weird Hollywood. Angst driven. It's there's some angst there, but mostly it's just incredible. But it's a good place to hide. And so I went and I hid. And then we did a live show, and it was great. And somebody came up after the show, and they said, where are you guys doing other shows? And we told them. And um, and one of them was this really, really sweet girl. And the reason I bring this up is because I was just talking to Kate about it. And so the girl, and I'll expand upon that in a second. So the girl came to another show, and then we started talking, and then she essentially came to the hotel and we had sexual intercourse, which was sort of understood on both sides. You rode the leg. I you, rode the leg. Even I did, above. I did above what I like to call a hip hoist. A hip hoist. Because okay. I didn't steal the hips, okay. but I brought them up. You. I took them, I hoisted them were up. Were you using your honey stick? I was. It wasn't. Were you using the ribbed condoms inside out? It was a flaccid honey the stick. inside rib. Inside of the inside rib condoms. Okay. And there was dish soap everywhere. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was a fucking disaster. No, and was there pine tar? But the thing is, is that in the weirdest Straight. way that I really needed that. You after slept the with blue someone period. that listens to the. Podcast. That's right, and, and you needed this, and I and she really helped me. Was it that we, night? We discussed it. No, uh, no, it was no. a couple nights later. Okay, but she, we discussed it, and I was like, you know, I just went through this really terrible breakup, and I really appreciate you. Like doing this, letting this me is hoist amazing. you. Yeah, the, I appreciate you allowing me to hip hoist you into the riding the leg, and also for having intercourse with my grandpa Granby. <laughs> and, uh, no, I shit. But uh, he, I mean, he was there. He was watching, but she didn't. That's before you even knew about Granby. And uh, oh, Granby, what happened? Um, and it was so weird to have someone sort of enjoy the podcast and then like. Give me such an incredible gift, I guess, to use Kate's language. But, like, that was really amazing of her to say, yeah, this would be great. I think we should do it. I understand that this isn't going to lead to a relationship. She was from another country. It was, a, you know, it was a whole thing. I mean, she was from Cyprus. Really? Yeah, I don't even know if that's a real country. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yes. I can't imagine. That's actually fairly no, then close. She definitely to, wasn't from Cyprus. But that's from very very close to Greece where you, where I you don't just were. I think so. I don't think I it's think a so. real country. I think it's a plant. Anyway, <laughs> so she's from this plant, a different yeah, plant. She's another planet almost. Well, a different Now plants. she might be listening right now. Are, are you And uh, I would like to say thank you. It was a yeah. wonderful evening. It was a great a experience morning. for you. And the the It thing helped is, heal you. So the thing is, is that not only am I expressing my penis. weird appreciation, <laughs> that dick was scuffed you, up and she She just, listens to the show. Were you tempted she, to do the that, orgasm? Were you that, tempted to just... <laughs> <laughs> she, when, when my dick was tarnished, she brought in the varnish. <laughs> and I guess that's the thing. She polished it up. She made it feel better. Um, but the reason that I mention this is because I want to kind of tell people – because a lot of people also said, look, are you OK? I know you got in a big breakup. It's so crazy to be able to talk about this stuff and have people both glean hopefully positive things from it and also like care about us and say like, you know, are you OK? How's it going? And I just want to say I kind of got on the other side of the blue period and there was a weird thing of like I, I kind of found something that was already in my life. But in general, it's just another person – and this is Kate that I'm talking about that like she – it's so weird to be with somebody where the security within the relationship and like the intimacy that you've built. In this case, it's a 12 years worth all sort of hyperventilating in the last couple of weeks or months. It's It's crazy to be able to tell someone that. Which I did tell that her story. to not be afraid of telling her the podcast because she might hear the podcast or mm-hmm. someone that she knows might hear the podcast and tell her right. that that you is can be that open. That you can be that open. And then the discussion afterwards of like how sweet that was of that girl, like to have your girlfriend mm-hmm. be like, that's so sweet that that girl did that for you and that you were so open and honest with her. And it sounds like you were really kind to her. Well, and you were able you even she's even open enough where you're able to show her a seismograph of the event. That is not a thing that has anything to do with not only the thing a that you tried to make of an analogy happened. of it. Nothing that we have said has had the gravity to have a seismograph. The gravitas. You, no, it, would, it would shake my earth. If there was some reason to mention, ah, no, shit. I totally agree with what you're saying, though. I, Fuck, I actually, I just did it. <laughs> I I know what you're saying. I think it's important to have people that you can be completely honest with, and they won't you won't be judged, and that's nice. And that relates to yeah. the monogamy thing that we were talking about about five or six episodes ago. 
Um, no, but from the and people say to me, they'll say, "How do you say some of that stuff uh, on your podcast? Don't you where your wife will hear you?" No, exactly. And I'll say, "No, she's she's heard all this stuff at home. She knows when I'm being funny, when I'm just joking. She knows when I'm being serious. She can handle it. She's heard these stories. We know each other, and it's cool. But it bi- doesn't hurt her feelings at all. Yeah, she's, she likes well, because it. you've got a great relationship yeah. and a great family. And but I think it's great good that you that you found that. Well, and what I was going to say is to tell. Okay, so. The one th- the thing is is that you, that sort of intimacy does exist, and you shouldn't try. I've I've had women be like, "Tell me everything. Tell me everything. I need to know everything. You need to tell me everything," and I won't tell them anything. And then they'll be like, "I'm mad at you. Why aren't you telling me every single thing that you're doing? That you have done all that stuff." And you say whatever you say, but the real the real truth behind it is that it's because I don't feel safe enough to tell you. If I felt safe enough. I would tell you right away because I don't feel safe enough. I can't tell you because I'm worried you're going to get mad at me. That's a, that's an issue of not feeling safe. Then I can't tell you this because I don't want you to get mad. So I don't feel safe enough, et cetera, et cetera. And that, checkmate. Yeah. And so that's checkmate. Checkmate. No, you're right. You, you, they have to that's create a situation uh, and then where instead, you're safe enough to say whatever you think without being judged. Yeah. Exactly. Checkmate. And if yeah. and that is something that if you have someone who's making you feel bad and telling you you're a bad person or you should have told me this or you're a jerk or you're selfish or all these things, know that instead of asking the question they should be asking, they're yelling at you. And the question that they should be asking in every instance is, what am I doing or what can I be better about to make this other person feel safe enough for me to get what I want or in most cases what I need. Mm-hmm. No one's asking that question. They're all yelling at each other. That's a, that's one of the checkmate things. Then uh, to the people that said like, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry you're in this blue period. It's so awful. It was. It's terrible. Scotch helps. The whole thing is it was longer than you want it to be but never long enough to learn what you're supposed to from it. All that being said, I do want to say that I'm also now with a girl who, and I just thought this was so crazy. As soon as we realized that we felt completely safe and like had the intimacy that other people are trying to fabricate within our relationship, the first thing that she said was not like, this is awesome. Now I can like go and be the actress or the ballerina or all the things that she does, the painter or whatever. I I can now be this thing. Because I feel safe and I have a great relationship. The first thing that she said when we had that discussion, she goes, this is great. Now I can go and figure out how to help other women get out of bad relationships and, and, and that they, if they have faith, they can persevere. And instead of saying, I got to get married by, I'm 35, by the time I'm 35, they can say, no matter how old I am, if I meet the right person, I will be able to really actually be happy. And that's such a crazy thing to finally date somebody who as soon as her needs, her selfish needs, I'm saying that in a positive way, instead, as soon as the needs of herself are fulfilled, she immediately moves on to the selfless part of her work as a human being and is like, now we can tell other people that this can happen and it can be because she was in a, a psychologically and physically abusive relationship for five years and she didn't know how to leave. She didn't know if she should leave. She just thought if there was more that she could do, if she could just put a little bit more, if she just changed this way. If she did that differently, then it would fix everything. And it didn't do any of that ever. And it never was going to. And she knew that deep down, but she stayed in it. 
And then when she finally figured out, and I think, you know, as she and I have discussed, I helped her with this, but as she finally figured out, like, I have to get out of this, the first thing that she thought was not like, ah, freedom, now I can do whatever I want to do. The first thing she thought was like, now I have the freedom to help other people not be in this position. Mm-hmm. And if she not, told them, did she tell them about rescue dogs? She's, she rescued a dog right away. <laughs> and then she beat it. <laughs> she psychologically abused it. She's like, you're an ugly dog with a weird mouth. But I think, I think one thing you said earlier really rings true. Uh, everything else was bullshit. But <laughs> the entire three-episode trilogy, it's just three-episode trilogy. That's redundant. But everything you've said is total horseshit. It's actually a, a large... A uh, gunny sack of bullshit, but a gunny sack. One thing you said, "Fuck you, really sir," rang true uh, to me, and that's that. You know, you're in a bad relationship sometimes, and it takes you so much extra time to get out of it, and that's a lot of that is wasted time. Uh, some of the time, like it's, you know, it, it's you know, you're don't if you're so afraid of being lonely, uh, you know. As opposed to being in a bad relationship, it's much better being lonely to be in a bad relationship. Right, right. That that's always what you, the conclusion Checkmate. you always end up coming to is: I'd much rather be lonely. I feel better now, even if it's a month or two later, and you're lonely. You're like, yeah, but that sucked. So that's the key. And you're I ar- think. you're already pouring. I know it's hard though. It's tough. It's it tough is, getting out. But you're already pouring. It's like your... having a bullet lodged in your stomach. Yeah. You know, the or your navel. It's like having a bullet lodged in your navel while you're trying to fuck somebody with yeah. the navel. Being in a relationship, it's like having a bullet lodged in your stomach. It's The longer it's in there, the safer it is to and, just leave it be. And, and I'll say this one thing, that that's such a good point, and that, that the energy that you're pouring into other people, instead you could be pouring into yourself if you're lonely. Yeah. If you're lonely, learn how to be happy alone. I've never done it, I mean, obviously. But learn how to be a happy person Learn how to alone. sing falsetto and have your friend mock you. That's exactly it. it. Oh, and my God. I, and I'll, I'll say that the the energy that you're putting in – okay, so there's – and I have a battery of psychological professionals that manage my mind. But <laughs> the, the, you know, this is true. It's uh, the, Relationships are one of two things. They're a negative system or a positive system. A positive system evolves. A negative system degrades or erodes and they don't stagnate usually almost nobody is in a system that stagnates and plateaus and remains the same everything's getting worse or better either it's evolving or there's entropy happening Mm -hmm. and the energy that you put into saving a system that is degrading i.e a negative relationship could be much better used to either yourself evolve or in a relationship where you can put the energy toward it evolving, you're wasting their time. You're wasting your time. And we only have a certain amount of time. Unless, unless you take the you've deal. elected to take the <laughs> tiny eternal dick. Is this another? What? Is someone's here for the person for the, for the Chagong class? Uh, hello. Hey, hello? Are, are you hey, here for the Ryan. Chagong class? I'm sorry. Oh, is this? Sorry, I'm here for the Namyo Buddhist chanting. Class. Well, then what? get the fuck get out, out of here. here. This is a Chagong class. Namyo Ringogo K or whatever the fuck it is. Namyo Buddhist. What are no. you, a Buddhist? What the Buddhist f- Get the hell out of First here. First of all, it's pronounced Buddhist, and we're doing, what is it called? We're doing Chagong. We're going. We're doing Chagong here. I, I don't know. Oh, please leave. This is very. Please. Yeah, right. we don't in want fact, you in here. You're not going to find enlightenment this, trying to do Namyo Buddhist noise chanting. Hit you on the way out. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.